Hey, Matt, let's tell our six listeners, or are we up to seven now? I'm not sure, about our new recording buddy, Riverside FM, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Yep, Riverside FM lets you record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. And it's as easy to use as that meeting app everyone usually uses for recording, but has much higher quality audio and video. And they have a mobile app, so guests can connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for the final girl of recording platforms for podcasts, webinars, and other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. That's S-H-I-P-I-T to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Hey all, this is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies. I'm Tara. And I guess that makes me Matt. And did you know you are who you eat? I'm going to give you a quick history lesson, Tara, if you don't mind here. Did you know that in a remote military outpost in the 19th century, Captain John Boyd and his regiment embark on a rescue mission, which takes a dark turn when they are ambushed by a sadistic cannibal? The 1999 film Ravenous is our topic du jour today. That is right. (laughs) And this is the, as you said, 1995 Ravenous, not the 1999, excuse me, not the Canadian one done in, I think, 2011 or something. I had never heard of it until you mentioned it, but yes. Not that one. It's the 1999 Western horror film. Yes. um, Directed by Antonia Bird, a British woman. Um, who was actually the second director. I yeah. can't remember the name of the first director. I don't remember. His um, name. But yeah, he was, he was uh, canned after about two weeks on the film and she replaced him. Um, and I think it was also shot not in the U.S. either. No. I think it was shot in Eastern Europe mostly. I think Mexico partially too. Partially in Mexico. Which I don't understand go. because it's, yeah, it's like the Sierra Nevadas are, are a difficult place to you know, get to and, and shoot footage in, but whatever it's, uh, yeah, probably just cheaper. Yeah. It could be. Um, so it's also, uh, and you will not be surprised if you have watched this, everybody partially and very loosely inspired by the Donner party. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> in 1847. Well, so that, that, and, uh, there was some, there was some cannibal, some famous cannibal lived in Colorado. I think he was like a prospector. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't remember a, his name. Yeah, I don't either. But he, he ate a bunch of people, I think, back in the 1850s as well. So I think it, it, yeah. it's kind of based on both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you guys haven't gotten the picture yet, um, there's a lot of cannibalism in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, lots of it. And um, funnily, the director, uh, Antonia Bird, and Guy Pierce are both vegetarians. Yeah, that's funny. And Guy Pierce had to go through all these takes of him eating 
um, eating this stew, which apparently they used lamb in it. Um, but he would, he would, you know, get into it, chomp on it, and then they would cut and he would spit it all out. Oh, wow. That, yeah. So, and I got to say the meat in this movie, and I'm a vegetarian myself, but the meat in this movie looks so (laughs) gross. The the steaks, they're all eating, that that first scene when they're all eating the, uh, the the whole army sitting there eating those steaks. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> um, and but so it works today perfectly. we have. Yeah. It, oh no, it, it, it's it, totally appropriate. Yeah. But it's oh, it it, yeah, exactly. so gross. So today for you we have an '80s connection. All right. Because the character of Colonel Hart is played by Jeffrey Jones, who is also Sleepy Hollow. The, well, Sleepy Hollow. I love him in that. But also the principal in Ferris Bueller. <gasps> Day yes. Off. Oh, he so is. Yes. So that's your '80s connection today, you guys. Uh, um, Rooney, Rooney, right? Isn't that what? Uh, <laughs> now see, see here, Rooney. Rooney. Yeah, Rooney. 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 <laughs> awesome. Yes. So, so there you go. That's your connection today. Ooh, good call. I didn't even think about that. Oh, what a great movie. That's a whole. Oh my god! Story, I immediately. So this was my first time watching it. I immediately was like, oh my god. Oh my God, it's Principal Rooney. He's in so much stuff. Yeah, I, I just thought Sleepy <laughs> he's Hollow. He's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, he's a fantastic actor. That's but great. that was like my my immediate Principal like Rooney. ah, having grown up as a child in the eighties. Great movie. Great I was, movie. I was oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. guys! If you have not seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, oh, it's so you, good. Yeah. Such such eighties amazingness. Yeah, it's pretty great. But that's not the movie we're here no, to talk about today. Not today. Not today. So, are we ready to jump right in? Please. So I love the opening with the quotes. Oh, to start with. So you think it's um, all serious with that one, and then it right. Is that so one, the first quote. So the it? first quote is, "He that battles monsters should oh. take care that he not become a monster yes. himself." By Nietzsche. Yes. And the second <laughs> quote is, "Eat me." Eat me by anonymous. anonymous. <laughs> I love it. And at that point, you see it, and you're like, "Okay, this this might not be like really scary, scary, but um, this will be interesting." Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a great although way to it is pretty it gory. I oh, wouldn't no, say it it's the scariest, but it's pretty gory. No, but that, that's just a great way to kind of give you a little kick. Like, okay, yes, this has some humor to it because let's, let's not fool ourselves. This is a funny movie at the same time. Yes. So mm-hmm. our opening scene, um, Guy Pierce, yep. yay, is uh, Captain John Boyd. Well, he's Boyd. being made a captain. Yes. Um, and this is the scene where they have those those steaks, and it's he's yeah. freaking out trying to eat it because he's having flashbacks to the Mexican American War. And that edit scene, that's a great job of cutting in that scene, isn't it? Too. They did oh yeah, to the flashbacks really and everything. Quick, but everything. It's really you know, it's well done. Quick, boom, 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 and you can tell. Yeah, that was a great. That was a really well done. There's actually a couple scenes that are like that. They do really well. The cuts are really fast. They're really good. The uh, the ambiance in this movie is fantastic. Oh, one of the reasons I love it. Um, so then he gets his, he gets his captaincy, if that's how you say it, mm, he gets made a captain, <laughs> he gets pro- made a captain, his promotion, his promotion, his promotion. There we go. He gets his promotion. And then the, um, I guess it's the general who promoted him basically gets him aside. It's like, you're not a hero. You're going you're to no California. Yeah. Yeah. You're and going to California. That, that's the guy from, um, that the West wing TV. Then he, he, wasn't he in that show? You know, I've, um, I've seen him. He was I have a, not actually really watched West Wing, so I'm you not sure. You know what sure. he is in? I know this. I think I'm, I'm positive of this. And you can say what you want about the movie. The Rock. He's in The Rock, and I love The Rock. That movie's great. Anyway, <laughs> but he, he is in that, too. I know that. I can't remember the actor's name, though, but he's definitely been in stuff. Yeah, but so he so he sends Pierce to Fort Spencer, a tiny little fort in California. In the Sierra Nevadas. 
um, where Boyd first meets his his new boss, Colonel Hart, <laughs> who says one of my favorite lines of the movie. He's telling him what it's like, and he says, eh, "Tedious, I know, but then this place thrives on tedium." Uh, yeah, that's right. And he he sort of tells Boyd what you know what it's like there, who everybody is. <laughs> the scenes of everyone are so um, great. He's like, "Yeah, we have uh, Reich. He's our soldier. Stay away from right. him." <laughs> Reich's our soldier. Um, Tuffler is our religious yes, guy. Yes, he's putting up the cross. He's about to fall off the roof. <laughs> Yes, and then um, what? Uh, Knox. Knox is the doctor, he's and an he's a drunk. He's a raging alcoholic, I might <laughs> yeah, add. Yeah, he's an alcoholic. Yeah. And Cleves is the cook. Uh, David Arquette. David Arquette. Yeah, yeah. And then there's um, two Native Americans, George and Martha. Well, I think he says we kind of just found them here. When we, yeah, when he's we like they in. were kind of just here, <laughs> and so they're like they're like they're. Um, I guess they're like their servants. They're their helpers. Uh, they're, they, they just kind of live there. Yeah. Yeah. They live there. They help them out. Yep. Um, but they're the only ones who are not in the military. Right. Right. Um, so then they have dinner, their first dinner. And I know this is where Matt's oh, favorite part that, comes in. That line is, <laughs> this is after he meets them and you realize, you know, they're either getting drunk or they're getting stoned or they're just, they do, they don't do anything. And then he's always sitting there and they're all about to have dinner and they say grace. And first, he cuts the guy off when he's in the middle of grace. Okay, great. Thanks, good. Right. And, then, and then he just and he just has this line that I just love. And it's just so, anybody do anything today? <laughs> and they no all just like anything. stare at him. They just yep. stare at yep. him. No one does. And he's like, we have great camaraderie around here. Yeah, we have great camaraderie here. I love that. We have great camaraderie here. And so you've already gotten in. Now you, you really, nothing's scary yet. But you've gotten to this comedy mm-hmm. point where you're like, okay. Even if I, I wanted to be scared, I'm invested now because this is now funny and I want to keep watching this. Right. And and these people, they're all they're all so odd. Odd. Yeah. And interesting. <laughs> they are. And and just they're people who you wanna like you wanna know like what what's with that? It's guy? a good cast. They did a good job. Yeah. So then we uh we have some flashbacks and we learn that Boyd had um or I guess we don't have flashbacks. He's t- he's explaining what happened. Right, he, which is why he he's, went. Yeah, he uh, was in a battle in the Mexican American War. Right, he right. he froze mm-hmm. because he was scared, and he played dead. And he gets pulled behind enemy lines, and they bury him. And then he gets out from under Remember, the people he's buried under. Yeah, they just buried him under a pile of bodies, and he's right. At the they very buried him under a pile of bodies. Oh, man. Um, they just literally like stack the bodies up and he's on the bottom. He like crawls out and he goes crazy and he goes crazy and he takes the enemy command post. So that's why he had gotten his, his, um, promotion, but it's also why he got sent to California because he was a coward, but then he took a whole command post. So they couldn't really like, they couldn't couldn't punish him him or fire him or whatever. Right. Right. Or take him out and shoot him because I think that's what they did for coward firing squads yeah those are those are the good old days That's yeah right. the good old days of firing squads who still, doesn't miss uh, that? i, I want to throw a random fact <laughs> out there that i believe it still happens in idaho or utah but keep going oh geez okay so uh good luck out there guys yeah. if any of you are there um so uh cleves gets sent off with martha to go get supplies and they're oh. going to be gone for a few he days that list now i want they you back in list. three days no, and coming, no, no peyote, <laughs> no peyote, no women. And Martha just looks at him and goes, no right, women. Right. I love it. 
he has, so he has zero faith in him. No faith in him at all. Yeah. So they're gone for a few days. They've been sent off. They're they're out of the picture for the moment. Um, and I love this. Then their uh, heart asks Boyd if he wants some of Knox's wine. Yes. Or bourbon or something. <laughs> and he's, or I don't know. Or his bourbon is. or something. Whatever. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he just fell asleep. Do you want some of his liquor? Is he going to mind? And he says, is he going to mind? No. No. <laughs> So they steal his wine or his liquor or whatever while he's sleeping. Um, and then someone shows up, some apparently half dead guy right. shows up and they try to save him. They, you know, they do him with the hot bath and they lay him by the fire. Right. And the next day he wakes up. His name is Calhoun. Um, and he is, what is the actor's name? Robert Carlyle. He's Robert Carlyle. Oh, he's awesome. Who is, who is an amazing actor. Um, 28 weeks later. Is, 20 weeks later. And then mm-hmm. also, he's also in um, that show, uh, Once Upon a Time. He plays Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. So, yes, he's great. Yeah, he's, in that. He he's great. He he's is. acting circles around like the whole rest of the cast in that show. Sure. Um, don't come for me if you guys love that show, but mm-hmm. he does act circles around everybody. Um, I stand by my word. <laughs> Fair enough. So he wakes up. He seems He seems like he's like upset to learn that he's like in the Sierra Nevadas, that he's still there. Uh, he, I don't know, he doesn't know where he didn't know where he was, right? He, he doesn't yeah. really know where he is. He seems kind of upset. Right. He says he was out there for about three months without food. Right. And they're like, wow. What? And, well, and then this is another good line. Someone's like, well, how, you three months without food. Like, how are you alive? He goes, I said there was no food. I didn't say there was nothing to eat. Mm, yeah, that is good. And he tells his story about how they were traveling with a group and their guide, Colonel Ives, said he knew a shortcut. Right. But it actually ended up taking longer. They got stuck in the cave for the winter. They ran out of food. He says, we ate the oxen and then we killed and ate our horses. Mm-hmm. Then we ate my dog. Yeah. And then we ate our belts and our shoes. And finally, when the first man died, he says, I was out looking for food and I came back and they were eating his leg. Yep. And he said, once they ate the first man, their hunger got worse and worse. And, and Ives, he says, started killing others to eat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the idea is that, oh, he, he escaped. He just escaped with his life. And um, they learned that Mrs. McCready, who's one of the travelers with him, may still be alive. Yeah, in a cave so, or whatever, right? Yeah, in the cave. So Colonel Hart is like, we have to go save her. We can't leave anyone out here like that's our this is our job. Yep. We have to go save her. Right. And George, one of the Native Americans, is like, Ooh, I don't know. He and like he tells guy. them the yeah. legend of the Wendigo. I love so th- that could p- totally be a separate podcast in and, in and of itself of the legend oh. of the Wendigo. I, I, I love it to uh, very much. You do it on your other podcast where you talk about horror topics. This is this is this is a very possible and probable uh, option yes um i i, I, love I don't story. know and i don't know if there are any other movies that do so there is a the movie wendigo. there is a movie called wendigo and it was okay. like late 90s early t- it was a very low budget independent like i'm talking like 10 people independent movie that really wasn't i think i watched half of it and i lost interest in it, it really okay wasn't very so good. so but, there's there's an independent one but as far as like as far as um mainstream movie no mainstream movies well, yeah this is Again, I, I know I reference it too often. I'll say Pet Cemetery again because they definitely talk about the <laughs> Wendigo in that movie a lot. 
that's true, but I don't think they are Wendigos. No, no, but they, but but it's but it's the legend. But they talk it. about but, it, yeah. But so he says basically, any man who eats human flesh is going to become a Wendigo, and he will he will have more and more hunger, and he has like crazy strength, and he gets you know but, he just he has to eat humans after that. Right. right. Yeah, but the, um, the, the hunger becomes like almost spiritual, and it becomes like obsessive, and he has to like become. He yes. basically eats him. No pun intended. It, it, it eats him up, and it becomes. Yes, you and they become, have to keep right. eating humans to to That's continue right. to exist. So Colonel Hart's, you know, got them all going to look for Mrs. McCready. Um, everyone goes, I think, except for except for Cleves and Martha, who are still they're already out out right. there on their trip. Right. So um, they go out. They're looking. Oh, we have the oh, we have the poor Toffler falls off a ledge. Is that and one he name? gets yeah? They're like they're like trekking to the oh, he falls down the mountain or whatever. Yeah, he falls down right. the mountain. So so Calhoun has gone with them. By the way, he says he has to go to show them where where the cave is. So Toffler he says falls. they'll never find it without him. Yeah. Right. So Toffler falls. He gets like mess really messed up. He's yeah. like wounded. And that night, Toffler oh, yeah. wakes up screaming <laughs> yes, yes. that Calhoun has been licking his wounds <laughs> yes. while everyone is asleep. Which yeah, is and they so... take him out and they're like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, my God. What a way to reveal something. Like, great. he was licking me. Licking he was me. licking me. That's awesome. So Calhoun, you know, then asks to be restrained because I can't be trusted. He says he can't be trusted. Right, right. He says, I can't be trusted. Right. So... I mean, duh, at this point, we're like, okay, he's a Wendigo, right? Like, come on, he's a Wendigo. He's eating people. So they get to the cave. He's got his hands all tied, and they're leading him with them. Um, and Boyd and Private Reich, the soldier, <laughs> go in. And, man, I had – this is some freaking cave. Like, it goes it's big. way, <laughs> way, way far back. There's yeah. a – it's like – twisty and turny and then there's this hole in the cave floor Mm -hmm. and that that reich starts to go into and while they're in there outside calhoun starts acting kind of weird he's just like ooh, ooh, ooh. he's just yeah he's like spooking people acting all crazy waving around right being weird (laughs) and then so reich is down now on the lower level of the cage cave and he finds a ton of skeletons Mm -hmm. right yeah and then he counts them and there's one too many for how many people Calhoun says mm-hmm. was in his group. For sure. So he realizes, oh, crap, it's a trap. And count, it's a trap. Sorry. <laughs> Little Star Wars reference there. It's a, trap. it's a trap. And Calhoun has killed everybody. So he comes back up. Boyd and Riker like running back out to el- tell everyone. But it's too late mm-hmm. because Calhoun has dug up this knife that he buried. Right. And he stabs Hart, and then he shoots George, and then he's out of bullets, so he doesn't have one for Toffler. So he's like chasing him around into the forest with a knife. The thing that I love about is this is is, is he he like he says something to try to scare him, like you need to run or boo or something like that. Yeah. And you sit there and you're like, okay, you have a gun in your hand, yet you clearly have no purpose or idea how to use it because you're you got this guy point blank and somehow he's overwhelmed you right it it, it, it it's it, it's so funny because it speaks to what a yeah, to- knucklehead <laughs> gang. Toffler. yeah toffler's a, a knucklehead right what a knucklehead bunch of guys these these folks really are exactly right? yeah it's basically this is a little tiny 
a little tiny outpost mm-hmm. in the middle of the Sierra Nevadas and yep. everybody's like cast offs get sent there. Yeah. And like they, we don't want them, send gonna, them there. And they're not going to help anybody quite frankly. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not going to be able to because no. they're all the, they're all the misfits. Yes. Miscreants. Yes. So, um, so they, uh, let me see Boyd. Oh yeah. So, so they uh, chase him back up, up the mountain. He's I mean, chasing, yeah. ch- chasing Toffler and Boyd and Reich go after, go after Calhoun. Yep. They finally find Toffler and he's dead, but Calhoun Got is him. gone. Yeah. So Boyd wants to go back. Boyd is, you know, showing his cowardice. He wants to go back to the fort. He's like, I'm going back. I'm going back. Yeah. He's like, I'm going back. And yep. Reich is like, no, you're not. Nope. We're, we're finding this guy. And then all of a sudden Calhoun is there and he just kills Reich. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's like <clears throat> yeah. in a flash Calhoun is there and he's killed Reich and Boyd shoots Calhoun and he doesn't die. Sure doesn't. <laughs> he just, he, I think he just sort of like, he just gets back stumbles up. back and then he's like, <laughs> yeah, he shoots him and he falls down he gets up like 30 seconds later and he's like, yep. Okay. And then yeah. he starts messing with him again. Yep. He gets right back up. And so he ends up cornering Boyd and Boyd is basically between him and a cliff. And there's, yeah. They're, they're, they're on top of a cliff at this point. Right. Boyd jumps off the cliff and Which, somehow he manages to survive. He like rolls down. He understand. ends in this like, yeah, that's just not, a, he uh, ends in like, I don't know. It's not he, like a, well, he lands. Like a he dog lands in a pit. He lands in a tree, and then he he he, he kind of just crashes down the tree. Yeah, gradually. he crashes down, but he right. ends up on the ground, like with a stick through his leg. Well, remember he lands like, on top of the crazy well, dude, and they right, both and, roll down the hill. Then, well, he lands on top of Reich. Yep, right, right. He lands up on top of Reich, the soldier. So Reich is, you know, has been killed and has fallen off the cliff already. So he rolls down the hill with Reich. He gets a stick through his leg i mean really a branch like a big branch I don't, and I then don't he's there with even, reich i'll be honest that's not a branch that's that's a compound fracture that's his bone oh i thought there was something sticking through it it was it that yeah, that's a compound fracture his bone his leg bone oh it's his bone his sticking up oh yeah oh that is the old guys, compound I, fracture right there i totally thought that was a branch that had like speared his leg see, this okay is, see, that this, makes is, this sense. is what you learn from watching football for years when you see quarterbacks that get compound fractures anyway Sorry. Ooh, that's bad. Yes, it's Ooh. very bad. All right. So yeah, somehow that's even worse than a branch through your oh, leg. So but, much worse. But um, so Reich like comes alive for a moment and like grabs yes, him. Yes, he's not totally dead yet. And then he finally dies completely. And then it totally sums up his character, though, right? He is just crazy. Oh yeah. Like, he's you, like you couldn't ah! really kill you couldn't really kill this guy that easily, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. And um, so. So basically Boyd ends up just like lying under all these branches hiding while Calhoun is searching for him. And at one point Calhoun starts like sniffing. Yeah. Yeah, He's like Uh sniffing for him. Oh, so creepy. Um, And then he's there for like three days. Yeah. He's there for a while, like at least a couple days. And then he gets hungry enough that like he's eating twigs and he sort of like starts disintegrating. Like he gets like weird, like, like holes in his face or something. He just, he just starts, basically he's dying. I mean, yeah, yeah he's like, but he's, he's got like, a horrible wound and he hasn't eaten in days. Yeah. But he's like disintegrating. Cause he didn't have a wound on his face and it just ends up like whole, right. I don't know. It's weird. And he finally gets desperate enough that he starts eating. Right. He sure does. And they have that scenery cuts, cutting his leg open and they cut to the next shot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And so, so now of course, Boyd is a one to go too. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back. 
and this is one of my favorite moments. They they all have their their um their blue uh soldier uniforms mm-hmm. and their big great coats. Right. And he has now flipped his big blue grape coat inside out so that the red lining shows. Right. So like it's a very clear distinction between before he chose to eat right. Yeah, yeah. After he That's chose good. to eat right, he That's comes good. back and now he's all red. Sure. Um. So he gets back to the fort, and and Martha, Martha and um Cleve are back. Yep. Cleves. Yeah. Martha and Cleve are back, and she he asks her like, how do you how do you stop it? How do you stop becoming a Wendigo? And she says, there's no way to stop it. Like the only thing to do is die. Like yeah. that's the only way you can stop it. That's right. Um, and so another uh, colonel comes to see what the hell happened because everybody's pretty much is dead. Well, that's when the general shows up again with his squad, right? Don't they come back? Well, it's a, it's it's a different general. It's not gen. It's not um. Sorry, no, you're right. It's the general. Yeah, it's not Colonel. Yeah, the original, the guy that, that sent him off to this fort in the first place. Yes. Yeah. So he shows up and um, and they interrogate Boyd about what happened. And he keeps telling them the Wendigo story that Calhoun is a Wendigo. And they say, they don't believe him. And they say, well, we've got a new colonel who's going to be in charge of you, Colonel Ives. Yes. And in walks... Bum, 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 bum. Yep, Calhoun dressed up as Colonel Ives. Yep, you bet. So Calhoun Dis- was actually disguised, masquerading, if you will. Yeah. Well, he. I think he actually was maybe he, Colonel maybe he Ives. Was. Yeah. Right. Okay. To begin with, he was Colonel right, Ives. Right. He was never Calhoun. He just pretended to be someone else in the group sure. who wasn't crazy Colonel Ives. Could be. So um, Boyd Knox is still there actually because Knox hadn't gone with them. So Boyd right. tries to get Knox to back him up, right? That like this is this is the guy, this is right. the Wendigo. But Knox is like, ah, I was unwell, and he's like, No, you were drunk. <laughs> you were drunk. Because <laughs> yep. I remember it was a man with a beard, but I was unwell. You were drunk. So Knox is no help. No. Well, no. Remember he? They talk about. He mentions how he shot him, and he says, you know, right. if you had shot the guy, he would have a wound, right? So Right, and so they make Ives remove his shirt to yep. prove that he hasn't been shot recently. And he, oh my God, he takes everything off so slowly, which it, I'm just I know, thinking, it's great, isn't it? It's perfect. It's so slow and dramatic, and you're waiting, and you're so waiting. so dramatic, and, you know and he reveals one shoulder very dramatically. And then he's like, uh, and then other the one, the general please? says, other shoulder, right. and he goes, he just, he waits, and he waits, yep. and he looks like he's going to be hesitant, and then he throws down his sleeve on the other shoulder and nothing both shoulders are completely fine yep nothing so okay so obviously wendigo's like heal of course so boyd um then he like i guess they go to sleep and boyd like imagines killing cleaves and eating him yeah he has that crazy well he kind of has it while he's awake i think he kind of has that dream but maybe it was asleep yeah yeah he no no i think you're right i think he's awake he's watching yeah. cleaves like working outside and he, he right. dreams that he kills him and eats him yeah runs so up behind him and just like stab yeah exactly yeah so he's definitely like struggling with the desire to eat humans now he doesn't want to no and um and that night they're all sitting around reading playing chess doing whatever and Ives, I, I love this. Ives just sort of stands up and everyone jumps their feet yeah. with their knives out. Because Boyd is watching people. him. He's watching him like a yeah. freaking hawk. Like he's not letting him go anywhere. Boyd's right. got his knife pointed at oh, yeah. pointed at Ives. And I think it's um is it 
either cleaves or or um or Knox has his knife pointed at at Boyd. So like everybody's got their yeah, yeah everybody's on, on edge. edge. And um and uh Boyd follows Ives outside. And Ives is completely honest with him and is like, yeah, so I had tuberculosis yeah. and like really bad headaches and severe depression. And then I learned the Wendigo story mm-hmm. and I like figured I'd try it. And so he did it on purpose. Like he made himself a Wendigo completely on purpose yeah. because he wanted to be healthier. Try and it. <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's like, and now I feel great. Yep. And he asks Boyd, he's like, why won't you just like, why won't you just be a Wendigo? And. Boyd is like, you know, well, it's wrong. And he says, this is another line I love. Morality, the last bastion of a coward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some good ones in there. Yep, that is good. Um, and so they've been outside. And then we realize that Cleves is gone. And Martha goes out to look for him oh, and yeah. finds the horses dead. Yeah, the horses are dead. That's right. All the horses are dead. So she runs back to tell Major Knox. And like, she's like in the window, like, trying yes. to tell Knox to come out and, and blood starts, starts dripping on her drip, head. Yep, yep. And they both go and, and look it's up. Cleves, he's up on the roof dead. All like gutted is just disemboweled basically. If I right. Guess. So yeah. yeah, it's just, Love it's it. totally gross. Yeah. So Knox assumes that it was Boyd since he's been acting weird. And they haven't so chained they put up him under house or, Yeah. They, yes, they put him under house arrest. Right. And they send Martha to go get the general. Oh, it's General Slauson is his name. Is it? Okay. All right. Yeah. So they send Martha to go get General Slauson and escort him to the military prison. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's like chained up in, in another room. And Ives is cooking dinner. And yes. this is another great line. <laughs> There's a lot of great lines in this movie, oh, you guys. Yeah. Knox asks if he can help. And Ives says, no, though you might contribute later. <laughs> It's just so perfect. You it's might great. contribute later. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so Boyd is then wondering, like, who the heck killed Cleves and the horses? Because he was with Ives the whole time Ives was outside. Mm, so yeah. who could have done it? Yeah. Um, and someone comes in, the door opens, and someone lops Knox's head, head off. And you don't see who it is at first, but when the door to the room that Boyd is in is open, opens he can see that it's heart yeah so Colonel Hart is back back and now yeah so if he's back from the dead obviously he's a wendigo Mm -hmm. now right and he tells Boyd that basically after Ives stabbed him he was at death's door and Ives fed him and he's like now he's okay with it he's He's like you know He's like, you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. I just got to kill some He's people like, you know, sometimes. Can't, can't, can't keep a lot of friends or whatever he says, I think. Right. But, uh, you know. It's hard to, hard to have friends, but I got to <laughs> kill some people. And then at least I'm alive. And I do feel way better than I did before. Right. And then we it shows him that scene. Remember, if you remember early in the movie, he's in his office and he is offering him walnuts. And he has to oh, smash yes. him with like a giant book. And now yes. when he goes back in the office, he's complaining because all his books are gone because they assumed he's dead, obviously. And he's right. taking those walnuts and he's just crushing them in his hand yeah, with like says, no effort. Do you want a walnut? Yeah. And he just crushes it and he doesn't even eat it. He just drops it. Yeah. It's like, so he just wanted to show off how strong he yep, is now. Just smashes it in his hand. Yep. So now Ives tells Boyd that this whole thing is he wants a few Wendigos so they can live at the fort and be in the, be in the, um, 
military together, live at the fort, and just pick people off as yeah, they pass just through be, on their way to California. It'll just be like, uh, yeah, like picking up transients and hitchhikers and just letting people come through and know they'll disappear. No one will, right. ever, no one so, will ever know. Right. So people come, people come through exactly. anyways on their way to and from California. And so he thinks, well, if we just pick off a few, nobody will really notice. Yep. Um, you know, and we won't take like people with families or anything like <laughs> right. that, you know, but Boyd, of course, will not join them. No. So I've stabs him <laughs> in order to force him to eat his people's stew and before he dies. And that scene having dinner and he's just like bleeding out of the wound he's that just he gave bleeding him out, right in the side. Refusing to eat. <laughs> about to pass and out. they're just like eating. They're just like eating. And what, eating what, what Nox, is eating Nox and stew. doesn't he like pour some of it in the bowl and he's like stew a la Knox or something like that? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so they're eating their Knox oh, stew man. and finally, finally he gives up yeah, and he and eats the stew and down. he heals. Yep. And then of course the next morning they go in there and he says to him, you know, how's the wound? And he's like, oh, it's great. And he pulls up his shirt and yep, he's good. It's, it's completely good. gone. It's yeah, it's completely gone. So they're still keeping him chained up, though, because he hasn't, like, completely come around. And that's when they take some – that's when – because what Ives is going up – because the general's on his way, and he goes up to the general's lookout. general's on his way. And yeah. so what's-his-face um, takes um, Boyd out and back to the office. Well, and he, he, but first he says, I love it. He asks Hart – I mean, Boyd asks Hart if he can go out. He's like, I, I could use with some you oh. know, some amounts of time. And he <laughs> can says, I trust you? can I trust you? He nope. says – no, you cannot. <laughs> he's honest. <laughs> he's no, he's so he never tells a lie no, in this true. whole movie. He's that's so true. honest. That's true. Um, and so he also tells Hart um, that he's going to kill Ives. Yeah. He says, "I'm I'm going to kill him." And Hart gives him his knife and says, "Would you just kill me first? I can't keep doing he's this." Like one minute he's like, "Yep, I'm good to go," and he's like, "Nope, ah, uh, you got to kill me instead." Yeah, he's like, I can't I do would this. Like would you die. just kill me first? So he does. He just slits his throat. Slits his throat. Yeah, blood sprays Boom. all over the window. out the window. He slits his throat. Yeah, and that knife, that knife is so goth. Like, no, isn't it the knife that like one of the Ninja Turtles had? I it. Oh, you mean the um? I don't know. The what what's it with what? the? It's well, it's got. This is what it's got a hilt. It's got a big hilt. Yeah, it's not quite the thing they use because theirs is like forked. I'm not much of a knife or a weapon expert. Anyways, it's a super goth looking knife. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is the point. So Boyd, after he's killed Hart, he grabs a cavalry sword and he goes after Ives. And there's this amazing, like really moody sequence where he's looking for Ives and he can't find him. And he has these quick, like, it's almost like he's hallucinating and he's just seeing him show up in his mind, right? Yeah, he keeps seeing (laughs) him. He keeps seeing him, but he's not really there. And then Ives... Jumps down through the shed roof. Yes, and they have this huge fight. Oh, it's so great! It's just like all which, these all these random pieces of equipment that just become weapons are just laying around for them to just dispatch each other with. Yeah. I love it. So, <laughs> so that fight, by the way, apparently there was supposed to be um, a fight up on the burning roof, mm. but they decided that they couldn't do that, and so Boyd and Ives, the two actors they made up that fight themselves. I like it. It works totally. I, 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 yeah, I think it totally that's works. Yeah, I think it's, it's really good. It's utterly ridiculous, you guys, but it's so good. Oh, it's great. So they have their big fight. Boyd ends up getting stabbed in the back. Yes. And then the shed falls on top of Ives. And so when Ives follows Boyd into another shed, um, he already has, Boyd yeah. tricks him into wrestling. Oh, man, this is so And great. so they're like, they're fighting each other. They're like head to head. And Boyd, 
ends up pushing them back so that they land on a huge bear trap, which closes <laughs> on top of both great. of them. Bear trap. Every time I watch the movie, I sit there and I wait for it to come and I mumble to myself, bear trap. Oh my trap. God. Bear, bear trap. trap. <laughs> and, there's, and then there's another oh, great man. line. Yo, this, this, yeah, and the one you're going to say is, is probably the best one of the whole movie. Yep. I'll let you say it. I'll let you say it. Oh, when so yeah, he gets him in there, they lay him down. He he hits his head on the actual um trigger, so the thing snaps on them, and he's like, <laughs> oh, and he's laying there and does him. He can barely breathe, and he's like, that was very sneaky. <laughs> so that's an amazing line. And then also oh, he man. says, also though, as they're laying there dying, he right. says, so if I die. I'm oh, yeah. going to eat. If you die first, I'm going to eat you. He says, but the question is, if I die first, will you eat me? Oh, man. <laughs> and so so they, oh, they die. Let's not forget before this happens, the general has come. And yeah, he's, general he's has... gone to the main living quarters and he sees the stew and he smells it and he starts eating it. <laughs> he just starts eating some soup. And he's so, like, oh, this is so good. So, so now <laughs> the three oh, Wendigos have died. Yeah. But another dude just ate, just sure ate a did. person. Sure did. So now he's a Wendigo. Sure did. And so Martha finds the two of them, um, Boyd knives in the shed, and sees them on the bail trap. And it's like she immediately knows exactly what I'm happened, out. and she just is I'm like, out. "I'm gone. I'm I'm done with this." She and she walks out, out the, the front yep. gate, she and take she's like, with her. She's just gone." Yep, she's walking away yeah. from that shit. She's um, like, "I ain't got time for this. I'm done." And that's the end. And then, well, I think Boyd does. He does die at the very end oh right? he dies right. oh i thought he died earlier i thought he was already dead yeah he does eventually just finally like he, you know passes yeah. out and dies and the last shot but so now shot from above of them or whatever yeah but so now we're to assume oh, that general slauson is left there alone and well, is now a wendigo I, I think he had people that came with him but yeah yeah i mean basically oh yeah i guess your, your people is, yeah people probably came with him but he's yeah. there and he's a wendigo now so it's all just starting over yeah you would think so who knows but yeah, I'll tell you what, that is a uh, that is a unique movie. I love this movie. I, and yeah, I do. I think it's great. It, it's it's know, very unique. And, you know, I love yeah. I, I love the regenerative. Uh, yeah, I can't talk today. The regenerational power, if you will, of actually eating, eating human flesh that gives these people because that's something yes. in any sort of cannibal well, and, story or movie you never really see that aspect of it and something that you don't necessarily it's almost like a vampire you movie. might not necessarily notice but in the very beginning when we see the flashback where boyd is under the um pile of dead bodies mm. somebody's blood drips oh, into yeah. his mouth yeah, yeah, yeah for sure so he's been a Wendigo the whole time. Well, and that's the thing, because you think about, I think we mentioned earlier, I mean, go ahead and put 15, 20 people on top of you and show me that you can get out of that. You can't get out from underneath that. That's impossible. Right. So, so right. When, he, when he stops being exactly. coward and goes crazy and kills everyone there, exactly. he's already a Wendigo, yep. because when you eat a human, you immediately get this yeah. like you, crazy you, you extra power. You couldn't have done that with regular human strength. There's no way. Yeah, nope. so... So that's how we know he's been in Wendigo the whole time. He's just been fighting it the whole time. Sure, sure. So I think the way they each become a Wendigo, it kind of illustrates the way that people fall into doing evil. Mm -hmm. Like Calhoun slash Ives, right? He does it on purpose, right? For his he's own personal about gain. He talks about manifest destiny too, doesn't he? Talks he talks about manifest destiny, right. yeah. But he, right. he wants to do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. He, yeah, he, he wants to do the evil for his own gain. But he doesn't even view it as evil. He views it as some sort of fountain of youth almost in a way. 
Well, yeah, but you know? I'm saying is I'm calling it evil. Sure. I'm no, calling course. it evil. So he's doing the evil for his own gain. Yeah. Heart, yeah. heart is sort of lured into it by Ives, mm-hmm. right? He's, Ives feeds him the stuff and he doesn't really want to, but he's kind of like, well, now that I'm here, I guess I'll just do it at least for a little while. And Boyd, it's completely accidental. Mm-hmm. And he spent the whole movie trying to resist right. it. Right. And sometimes failing. But in the end, he finally resists. So I think it's an interesting, like, an interesting look at like the, the ways that people fall into evil. It's the forbidden you fruit. Know? You got to go after it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it's it's that whole. You know, what if I gave you this thing that could do this? Would you Would you take it? Would you do it? Yeah. Interesting, yeah. You know. So. Yeah, but some people do evil on purpose, and some people, a yeah. lot of people, I think, who do evil, just do it by complacency. Could be. Yeah. Which is like heart, like. A lot of us don't mean to do bad things, but we end up doing them because we're just, we're complacent. And it depends on your view of it, what you believe is right and what's wrong as well. Yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he was doing his thing and he doesn't care if it's right or wrong. He's just doing what he wants to do. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, 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 the yeah, the whole, you know, the, the healing power of it was something really interesting. Almost like in a vampire mm-hmm. film that drinking blood would bring you back. Yeah, it's like grosser vampires. Right, a little bit like that. So I thought that was a really, that was an interesting just addition to what you would normally see in that kind of thing. Um, I mean, it's funny, and there is genuine humor in this movie, and it makes you laugh. Absolutely. And the music is just very odd and very great. Oh, the music is (laughs) fan-freaking-tastic. strumming on like a guitar pick. I mean, it's not even like music even. It's just this so original, so simple little score that just makes it that much better because yeah this is a weird deal this is a weird movie they live in a weird place as weird people and everything and about there's it one is that's strange. like there's one that's those yeah. like uh native american vocals that's like uh-huh. really haunting and it goes and, yeah, on for minutes yeah 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 it's some gorgeous music yeah oh, i love movie, it that's, one of, my, that's really one of my favorite beautiful. parts of it that's you know having a good score is a great part of any movie um, and it's yeah, so it's great it's so it's non-diegetic, so it's not like it's not like sound within the within the story, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's a score. It's yeah, truly yeah, a score, yeah, yeah. but it's it not, is yeah. so appropriate oh, for every great. moment when they have the music. They just it it it, it works. melds right into it. It yeah. works perfectly. It's very yeah, good. it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, and and, it's and that's that's what's music. great is you and you get that little guitar strumming banjo thing. You you get that. In like the first minute of the movie, I think so. It it pulls you in oh, right yeah. away, and you think, "Oh, this is I've never heard music like this. This is in, this is interesting." So, yeah, I mean, good job with the cuts and stuff, and you know the 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 tension, the back and forth shots when they're in the cabin where you know they're yep. really the tensions rising, the yep. shots at that first dinner scene, like those are just really skillfully done. That's so just, just editing done creating properly. that ambiance yeah. in the whole movie throughout the whole movie. It's that yeah. it's that same tenor that carries you through the whole thing. It's and if it's it was really a movie that good. was and if it was a troubled production, it you know, it sure doesn't necessarily look that way when it's finished because it's a pretty you know good product in my opinion. <laughs> I'm happy with it. Yeah, I thought it you was know? great. Yeah, yeah. So it let me good. see. Is there anything else we got to say about it? Watch it if you haven't. Yeah, watch it definitely. <laughs> Um, and you have I just watched think, it again because it's great. I think I had to pay a few bucks to watch it on Amazon, but it was okay. worth it. It was so good. Yeah, it's only um, like an hour and forty. It's it's not a long movie. 
Yeah, it's not terribly long. It's but it's it's just great. It's yeah. really it's really fun and entertaining, and like the said, characters are fantastic. Unique is the word that I that comes to mind immediately. Like word association for me, if you say that movie, would be unique. It's just a, yes. unique, it's a unique movie. It's unique. It's yeah. definitely it unique. Really is. Yeah. It's so good stuff. before we head out, we want to ask you guys if you enjoyed the podcast. Um, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening so that more people can find us. And don't forget, guys, send us your movie suggestions mm. and your thoughts on the movies we've watched so far at thescarymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And next week, we will be doing Poltergeist oh, um, by request from Sarah. So Now, I'm assuming this is 1982 Poltergeist, yes? We'll be doing the original Poltergeist. Okay. Great. Um, which we would have done eventually, but we're doing it. We're doing it early it has, for Sarah. It has one of my she favorite, maybe one of my favorite scenes in a horror movie ever is in that movie. But we'll talk about it. Okay. Ooh, we'll talk about. See, yeah. that's a good teaser, guys. We'll yeah. talk about Matt's favorite scene in a movie ever. Well, one, one of one, not, one not, of them. not the yeah. one of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Catch right. you later. Awesome. Later. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.